We are coming today from the CreateSpace studio in the Susan Wakil Health Building at the University of Sydney. Before we begin, I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we are recording on, the Gadigal people of the Euro Nation. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of PeerPod. Today's episode is all about leadership and student societies. I have three guests here with me today, Sam, Nikki, and Angelina. Do you guys want to tell the listeners what student society you are from and what your role is? Hi, guys. My name is Sam. Um, I'm a part of HealthSoc, and I am the vice president. Hi, everyone. My name is Nikki, and I'm part of HealthSoc as well, and I'm president. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Angelina. I am the secretary of the Sydney Art Student Society, um, or SAS. Nice. Thank you guys so much for being here today. So let's just dive right into the episode of Leadership and Student Societies. So my first question that I have for you guys is, what does it mean to be a leader, you know, and particularly a good one? Are there certain characteristics of a good leader? Um, I'll, I'll start this off. Um, I think for me personally, leadership is really about responsibility um, and listening to the people that you're um you're working with um, and not just listening but also acting in response to what they're saying and I I don't know if I would say that there's characteristics of leadership because I think leadership looks different in everyone but I think um, I think the, the values core to like really really good leaders or at least you know leaders that I look up to at least um, you know it's empathy and it's just at the very core of it just friendship I guess <laughs> which sounds like a bit like soggy and whatever but yeah it's really just about like having a mutual respect and yeah I would agree with Angelina um yeah completely especially with empathy um that's a big thing that I value and I guess it comes to play with um comes hand in hand with being a leader and a good person like it kind of intertwines to me a leader is sort of a lifestyle um and I think at the surface level it's good to have um like traits like good organization skills management skills like those are things you really need to be on top of things if you're going to manage a society but yeah having that people skill as well is really important um, making sure that everyone is feeling inclusive they are feeling supported listened to acknowledged and making sure that that is consistent um, your actions and your words, um, how you make people feel, because that's what they're going to remember of you at the end of the day. Um, making sure that's consistent throughout your time as a leader is really important and being there for them like a friend. I think for me, one of the big things that's helped me was um, just understanding that you're still a part of the team. So even though you've taken up a leadership position, um, the most important thing is that you're still a part of the team and that you're not someone else to them. So making sure that you're taking care of everybody and that you're not just someone that they think is a leader is more important to me, I think. Okay, these are great perspectives and I completely agree. I think, you know, being a leader, anyone can be organized and a lot of these characteristics on paper, but who are you as a person? Do you feel, you know, safe going up to your leader? So I think that's a great perspective to add as well. And um, just considering that we have two societies that uh we have leaders in two societies, you know, health society and art society. Can you guys tell me about the societies you lead? So, you know, how do you organize everything? Because I'm sure you have so many events as well. Yeah, for sure. So um, I'll kick us off with HealthSoc. We do, so in terms of our organization, we 
have um, structured meetings every fortnight um, with our executive team and that just helps us stay on track of uh, where we're going to go for the rest of the semester, what we need to get done the next few weeks and so we have an agenda planned out and um, yeah, I think things of actions to do. And we also have a calendar um, that helps us see where all the events will be scheduled throughout the semester as well. And then the main thing is keeping on top of communication is most important thing when you're in a society. So um, making sure that everyone is responsive on the chat and making sure that um, they're, they're on top of what we are planning to do for the rest of the semester. Do you have anything else to add to that, Sam? No, I think you got everything. I think, yeah, just the communication is pretty much key because you're not all going to be together all the time. So making sure that everyone is up to date with everything, like even if there's something that went wrong, like being able to say that and get the help from your whole society is more important than trying to figure it out on your own. Yeah, I think um, I think SAS in terms of the organisational side works quite similarly. Um, and yeah, I agree. I think communication is probably what like underpins us as a society um, and especially making sure that um, executives at all levels, um, whether or not it's, you know, those big like VP, um, treasurer positions or, you know, they're on subcommittees, um, you know, making sure that everyone feels part of SAS I think makes like just fosters a better energy where we can all work more cohesively um I think a lot of the a lot of the credit has to go to Nicole um the current president it's her birthday today actually um but she's been she's been great at sort of revamping SAS's organizational um structure in terms of getting us all um using one app to plan all our society stuff um and um yeah it's you know just setting up direct lines of communication as well is is incredibly important for us um to stay on top of things um things obviously get chaotic the day of an event the the night of an event whatever it is um but I think you know because you've established that relationship beforehand and especially because you know everyone there is a volunteer everyone there is studying and you guys are all friends I find that like much easier um to work with I think communication you're right is so important I think especially in these times when everything is online and it's so you know you don't have that presence in team meetings and in clubs and in events so I completely agree with that as well. Communication is really important. And with, you know, all of these societies, and I'm sure you guys have so much to offer for all the students and, you know, all different programs, but with health society, even art society, how do you, like, how can students find out about all of this? So what resources are available to them from the university that allows them to, you know, not just know about the societies, but also get involved with leadership roles or just be a member of them? So... Luckily for you, Sid, there is the USU, which is the University of Sydney Union, which has all of the societies put under one roof and they help us out and they also help the students of the university out to reach out to societies and whatnot. But if you wanted to look up a certain society, you can always look on Instagram or Facebook, as most of us all have, and all of our events are on there, um, information about the society, even to become a member on there. Um, so it's just, you know, getting in touch via socials and if you know someone a part of the society, asking them to see if you can help out, that's actually a really good way to, to get started. Yeah, I would, um, I would pretty much agree. Um, the USU obviously is a great 
catalyst to sort of find everything out, especially with Welcome Festival and stuff. Um, I know in the university's own like Welcome Week handbooks and the SRC's handbooks, um, there's a lot of ways um, for, for new students to find out how to get involved. I think something that's pretty underrated is just communicating with the society executives directly. We all pretty much respond to DMs and stuff from people who are interested and we have a lot of rounds throughout the year to recruit to our subcommittees. And so I would say if that you're interested in getting involved with a faculty society, specifically if they have subcommittees, that's a really great way to get to know how the society works, um, how the executive operates and what you can do at uni and with clubs and societies and the USU. Yeah, I'd just like to add, so yeah, every year societies normally hold an annual general meeting or general meetings, which are normally termed as AGMs or GMs, and that's where members can normally apply for a executive or subcommittee position. But yeah, really, um, I think one of the best traits is having that proactiveness, having that um, approach where you want to be part of a society because you want to help them grow or you feel like you have something to contribute or offer or even if you just want to learn I think those are really great characteristics to have um, to show that oh, I'm someone that's capable and like I'd just really love to be involved in your society what can I do to help I just want to say if I was listening back you know in first year or just in undergrad, I would definitely want to have the idea that I can just message an exec member and ask them about the society. That is a great, like, honestly, like, I, like, I am so open to DMs from people just being like, how can I get involved? Because sometimes you just don't know how to get your foot in the door. And I know that society can sometimes feel a little bit you know, closed off and it's just the same group of people over and over again. That's that's not the case at all for what most societies are after. Most societies want new opinions coming in, new people coming in. Most societies are looking for first years and second years to sort of take over in the future. Like we're kind of at a point where like, please join us and please, <laughs> like, please let us, please be involved with our society. And I think a lot of the time the, the feedback we sort of get from first and second years especially is like looking back in hindsight they would kind of just afraid to to speak to us because a lot of their exposure with something like SAS comes from things like SAS camp like first year camp and you know that's that's an environment where you're sort of coming just out of high school you kind of feel like the society leaders or executives are kind of a bit scary and you don't want to talk to them but I would encourage anyone who might be interested to just to just ask how to be involved. Um, 100% of the time, I guarantee, we are more than happy to have you be involved and we would love um, for new people on board. I think our current executive team, including subcommittee, has 52 people on it. So that is, a, that is an insane amount of people to have um, on a society, but I guess that just goes to show how much room there is. Um, for us to expand and for new people to to come and help. Wow, you know, I I remember just being that first year who goes to the AGM and I'm just sitting there scared. I'm like, there's so many people. I don't know who to talk to. The exec members are looking scary. So, I mean, if there's one takeaway that anyone wants to take from this episode, talk to the execs or talk to anyone in the club. (laughs) They're big families. Please talk to us. (laughs) I'm sure you guys can probably relate 
as first years when you went to the AGMs? I don't know if that oh, was yeah. just my experience. For sure. Yeah. So for me personally, I actually got into HealthSock through a friend. Like he introduced me to HealthSock and I was like, oh, what's it about? I'm studying health, but I haven't heard about this before. I would love to get involved. And then I just rocked up at the AGM one day. And um, yeah, they were a cool bunch. They were very nice, friendly, which is the sort of society that I'd love to continue as well. So I stuck with them and yeah, now I'm here today. And I'd say the same way with Sam, like (laughs) we were friends and then, you know, he came into the society. Um, So yeah, it's just knowing people and yeah, asking how can I help out? That's a big thing um, to have. Well, thank you guys for that insight as well. Another question that I wanted to ask was, You guys mentioned some of the meetings that you guys host, but in terms of the events that your society hosts and more of in that leadership perspective, because I'm sure every leadership position or just any position that you're in the club, you have your own responsibilities, whether it is related directly to the events or indirectly. But as a leader, does it ever get stressful to host these events? Yeah, for sure. Um, 100%. There's never no stress, I'd say. Um, it's just when you're coming, when it comes to managing stress, I think at the end of the day, I like to say that I'm doing my best. Like I'm just trying to do what I think is right and doing it to the best of my ability. And that's all I can really do at the end of the day. And I have, um, these bonds with my team members that they're able to help support me and I'm able to support them if anything goes wrong or just to help run the event smoothly. Um, yeah, but you know, all the preparation comes beforehand. And if you've got, if you're on top of that, um, yeah, you're ready to go really. And I kind of just want to, um, add to that in terms of, um, SAS, our events were, you know, pre-COVID, uh, a lot of back to semester parties, cruises, uh, our annual ball, it was, it was known for being pretty much like not a party society exactly, but like, you know, it, I, I don't think that SAS was taken too seriously to the extent, so, to, to the extent like a society like Souls that does a lot of career events, a lot of like serious events that help build those leadership skills directly. But in the past couple of years, we've really, really tried to build upon that because, you know, it's not just leadership within our exec that we're trying to build. It's, it, it's the leadership of our members. And I think being an art student, there's a lot of fears that come with like, oh my gosh, like employment, what am I going to do? And so the past couple of years have been trying to just build up the value of um, an arts degree through our events and and prove that it's, it's worthwhile and awesome and a fantastic thing to study. Um, and so that's kind of changed the nature of our events a little bit. We still have the fun stuff. We just want to build on on the things that can actually also help students and, and their own leadership journey. Um, and I think in terms of managing stress and all of that, I think, you know, I think sometimes we forget as in, the, in these student roles that these are student roles and there is only so much that you can be expected to do whilst balancing work and study and that it's okay to be stressed and it's okay to lean on other people to delegate work and you know you're not expected to know how to run the entire society by yourself for like 1500 people at once that's not the case so i think stress becomes a lot more manageable when you feel a lot more grounded in that perspective and you know i'm very lucky to have a huge team of people um, that I work with to to help make these events happen, big or small. Yeah, I think I would 
say that it's it's more of a learning opportunity because it does get stressful but I feel like when you're in the society when you first start out you'll you'll be thinking oh I don't know how like the execs do it or the subcom do it but then like as you go along you just learn to manage your time or be able to get all the prep done beforehand so that you're not as stressed so even if you are stressed take it as a learning opportunity reach out to maybe your president or your vice president or someone in the exec team and say hey how did you manage to do this and and learn from them because you might go up to be an exec or you can take those skills into like your work when you finish uni. I agree, you know, lean on people, get the help you need. And honestly, I feel like some of the best friends you make are from these societies and clubs, right? Like just with the bonding experiences of everything that you go through, whether you're on the exact team or just a member, I think the best place to meet people, make friends is definitely events and clubs as well. And just, I thought I would ask one more question. This is for, you know, any student who is looking at listening to this and just thinking, do I really want to be a leader? It's kind of a scary thing, you know, like even thinking of, you know, applying for exec positions. So what would you say to a student who doesn't feel like the role of leadership is for them? I mean, the first thing that I would say is I think every person is a leader in one way or another, whether or not that's at work, you know, in a group assignment where you pick up all the slack of your of your group. Or, you know, at home, wherever it is, I think everyone has leadership qualities um, that they build just because life forces you to build them. Uh, I don't think anyone, I don't think leadership is a skill that people have inherently or don't have. I think it's something that you definitely build on. And one of the ways, honestly, that I, you know, learnt um, and, and sort of, you know, built up some leadership skills was the fact that often I was just thrown into the deep end um, or I just signed up for a society and did things. And yeah, sometimes you don't know if you're going to be a good leader or not until you try it. And more often than not, you're going to find yourself succeeding. And that's, that's a great feeling when you do, when you do realize that it's not so scary. Yeah, I would agree. I think there, there is a lot of uncertainty at the beginning when you first start out as like a leader of a society and you feel like there's so much pressure and expectations that you have to meet. But a lot of the times, um, those expectations and those pressures are kind of all in your head. Like you kind of set them up yourself. And sometimes you just have to step back and, you know, think, you know, just at the end of the day, try your best and do what you can. And that's really all that matters. And everyone will see how hard you're working at the end of the day. Um, and if you have that mindset of, oh, I want to, contribute to something bigger I want to um, add value even to at least one person it doesn't have to be so many people um, to reduce that pressure at the end of the day that's you know that's what it's all about just making sure you're having fun in the process as well um, whilst learning I think I would say to go for it like like Angelina said like you won't know until you try it and even if you don't like it or if you're, you're struggling like as we've said throughout this whole podcast like you have your whole team to support you and to help you get through most of the, the tough times. And it's just, you just got to learn to, you know, try something out and see if you like it. And then if you do like it, you can stick around and, you know, keep going with the society and help out. So yeah, like go for it. Don't be shy. Talk to people, get the help that you need. 
Well, there you go, guys. I think the one biggest takeaway is just go for it. You know, you won't know until you do it, you know. So, but I just want to say thank you guys so much for taking time out, Sam, Nikki, and Angelina today to do this episode for us. I'm sure our listeners are greatly appreciative. And thank you so much for being here as well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Follow us on our Facebook and Insta pages. Help us. Well, thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of PeerPod. That's it for this episode. Thanks for stopping by. I would like to thank the PeerPod team once again for bringing it all together. If today's episode has sparked anything for you, we would love to hear about it. Drop us a line at peerpod.pla at sydney.edu.au or message us on Instagram at sydney underscore library underscore PLA. You can also subscribe to PeerPod on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. Catch you next time.